Uh, hey there, Casey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah? Uh, so we just got done with the Skeptic Mafia podcast. Yes. Um, and, you know, everybody, you can go and join the Skeptic Mafia at joinskepticmafia.com or uh, visit <laughs> patreon.com godless engineer and you can become part of Skeptic Mafia. And you too! Can listen to us shoot the shit about various subjects. Yeah, we talk about politics and science and all kinds of other shit. A lot of politics. We do more politics than the skeptic mafia. Failed state emergencies. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, But today on the podcast, uh, to uh, get past the the shilling there... um, so today on the podcast, we're going to be going over uh, the very beginnings of David's story, yeah. which David's story appears alongside of Saul's story. Uh, so we're not done with Saul completely yet, but we're getting kind of close. Yeah. So last time, if you remember, uh, Saul was he lost God, like God took his holy power away from him. And he, he while he is still the king of Israel, he's God isn't with him anymore. Nope, God left his ass like yep. an ex-wife. <laughs> so, uh, but today, you, you you ready to learn about what we're going to be talking about today? <clears throat> yeah, I guess, yeah. Okay, so uh, basically God stops haunting Saul and, uh, and, and finds a new victim, is basically what happens. God finally comes on David while he was out doing something. I, I don't know, maybe he was twerking. And and God was just like, oh, I love that David, and you know he came on. Anyways, David um it <laughs> becomes Saul's armor boy. If you guys don't know from the last time when Jonathan took his armor boy out, John was, Jonathan was the oh yeah sorry Jonathan had an armor boy yes. that he fought the people with. That was Jonathan's little fuck toy. <laughs> um, so David is Saul's fuck toy. Uh, Saul is still causing a lot of shit in the area, okay? And Goliath is a really big dickbag. Like, think of a Philistine version of Chad. So, <laughs> so G-Dog here is talking a lot of shit, and so David takes the only reasonable course of action, and he kills him with a rock. Uh, you know, he's selling it from a slingshot, not your normal slingshot that you think of, but like one of the older ones where you twirl it around your head, you know, like a helicopter, like, you know, mm-hmm. like in that one, North Carolina, whoosh, <laughs> fucking kill Goliath. Um, and then, uh, of course, that doesn't kill David or that doesn't kill Goliath. What kills Goliath is when David cuts him off of his head and uses his head as jewelry and shows it off to people just like a serial killer. And the end <laughs> for today. I mean, not not the end of the Bible, just the end of this particular section. I mean, he doesn't wear his head as jewelry. He just, I mean, he shows it off some. It's a <laughs> trophy. <laughs> so, so he wins first place at the Psychopath Awards. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, heathens? How, How y'all, y'all doing? doing? So, yeah, I mean, I didn't, I couldn't come up with a lot of like creative shit for the intro today, but some some of it was kind of creative. <laughs> Well, yeah, this story, it we, it's not super long today, but it's kind of 
not a whole lot happens, but it's long-winded. Like, it, it's just a lot of piddly shit to get there. So, um, and some things are funny, so we'll get we'll get to it. You yeah. ready? This is 1 Samuel uh, chapter 16 and 17. Are you ready, G.E.? Oh, uh, my asshole is puckered. <laughs> so, the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, since I have rejected him as king over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and be on your way. I am sending you to Jesse of Bethlehem. I have chosen one of his sons to be king. <laughs> Fill your horn? <laughs> yeah, like... I'm, um, I'm guessing he has some kind of horn that he drinks out of. No, I mean, it's not to drink out of. It's to hold It's to hold anointing oil. Oh, like, you know, okay. So you know how they used to have, um, like, powder horns? Yeah. It's kind of like that. Okay. Okay. But for oil. Right. All right. But Samuel said, how can I go? Saul will hear about it and kill me. Because just because God has rejected Saul as Israel's king, mm -hmm. Saul is still Israel's king. Right. Right. Um, let's see. The Lord said, take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Invite Jesse to the sacrifice and I will show you what to do. You are to anoint for me the one I indicate. So Samuel did what the Lord said. When he arrived at Bethlehem, elders of the town trembled when they met him. They asked, do you come in peace? Samuel replied, yes, in peace. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Consecrate yourselves and come to the sacrifice with me. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. When they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord anointed stands here before the Lord. <laughs> But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at things a man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, appearance, but the Lord looks at his heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, then Jesse called Abinadab and had him pass in front of Samuel. But Samuel said, the Lord has not chosen this one either. Jesse then had Shammah pass by but god said nor has the lord chosen this one whoa whoa, whoa 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 i'm noticing something here what god is saying that the lord hasn't chosen this one no samuel is saying the lord hasn't chosen oh sam oh okay sorry i thought that god was talking to samuel i was like no the lord hasn't chosen this one <laughs> It's like, are you okay, Lord? We're speaking in third person. It's like, <laughs> the Lord knows. <laughs> no, it's, it's Samuel who's saying it. Okay. So Jesse had seven sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to him, the Lord had, has not chosen these. So he asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered, but he is tending to the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. So I don't know why they can't sit the fuck down. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either, but it also makes sense that it would be the youngest or the weakest yeah. of the bunch. Like, God always loves to choose the runt. The least likely. Right, because mm -hmm. that amplifies his effect. Like, because you can't say, and this has even been mentioned in the Bible before, like, you can't say, oh, it, it was, it, you know, uh, David was really strong and tall and had a bigger dick. So that's the reason why, right. like, he 
beat out everything and everybody. Like it, it, it's like, oh no, this guy right here. Who would have thought this guy would have won? Yeah. And it's like, oh, because of God, of course. God damn, <laughs> he gives you an augmented big dick. <laughs> <laughs> well, so um, the whole sit down thing, where I said he will not sit down until he arrives. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the Septuagint manuscripts, it actually says will not gather around. Oh. So um, they basically, they won't have their ceremony or gathering or whatever until uh, Jesse's youngest got there. Right. Okay. So he sent and had him brought in. He was ruddy with a fine appearance and handsome features. I guess that matters, even though God just said that shit did not matter. <laughs> <laughs> Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. He is the one. So Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the spirit of the Lord came upon David in power. <laughs> yep. And Samuel went to Rama. Uh, okay. So like, <laughs> I, I, get, I, I just see it like beforehand. Like God's like, no, no, listen, you can't look at physical features. I look at what's inside the heart. And then all of these boys parade in front of him, and he picks the one that's the most handsome and everything well, it like that. Well, doesn't say he's the most handsome. Actually, the old, the eldest, it said, was... was The most handsome. Well, I mean, they didn't say it in those words, but... Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, still, I mean, it seemed remarkable enough to say, like, oh, he was handsome, too. Yeah. Big he had handsome features. Well. It didn't say that. <laughs> What we do know is his dick was circumcised. Oh, yes. It was definitely cut and mutilated. Yeah. Okay. So now the spirit of the Lord has departed from Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord tormented him. What? Yeah. There's an evil spirit of the Lord? Is that like Satan? I don't. Well, no. It's God who's purposefully tormenting Saul. Oh, wow. Yeah. God's a dick, kind of, huh? Well, at least that's what it says. To me, if this was like a... a <clears throat> I, try, I try to think of this in like the Renaissance time period when like kings would go a little mental crazy, you know, because royalty had a lot of mental problems because of, they were all inbred. Right. And so they would have all kinds of issues or like when they would get diseases back in that time and it would affect their brains and they would act weird and do weird shit and be in pain or like go crazy and people would think that it was like demons. It was just an ailment that affected the brain. Right. Well, I mean, uh, but then again, this is God and he's not going to get sick. He's not affected by like, you know, human kind of condition. I'm not talking about God. I'm talking about Saul. Oh. Like people thought that it was an evil spirit of the Lord that was oh, I get what you're tormenting about. him, but it wouldn't have it, it if this had been a real life thing, right? Then it wasn't an evil spirit of the Lord. It was probably some sort of disease that mm-hmm. was causing him torment. Right. Okay. I see what you're saying, but still, uh, what the Bible is literally saying here, though, is that it's an evil spirit of God. Yes. And so God apparently can have an evil spirit. And that torments people on that, purpose. Yeah, on purpose. Evil. Yeah. But, you know. God is good all the time. And all the time. God is good. Saul's attendant said to him, see, an evil spirit from God is tormenting you. Let our Lord command his servants here to search for someone who can play the harp. He will play when the evil spirit from God comes upon you and you will feel better. 
(laughs) So Saul said to his servants, find someone who plays well and bring him to me. One of the servants answered, I have seen a son of Jesse in Bethlehem who knows how to play the harp. He is a brave man and a warrior, and he speaks well and is a fine looking man. And (laughs) And the Lord is with him. Well, of course the Lord is. <laughs> oh, I gotta get me some of that beautiful boy dick. No, um, demonetized. D- oh, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> then Saul sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me your son David, who was with the sheep. So Jesse took a donkey loaded with bread, a skin of wine, and a young goat, and sent them with his young uh, with his son David to Saul. David came to Saul and entered his service. Saul liked him very much, and David became one of his armor bearers. Then Saul sent word to Jesse, saying, Allow David to remain in my service, for I am pleased with him. Whenever the Spirit from God came upon Saul, David would take his harp and play. Then relief would come to Saul, and he would feel better, and the evil spirit would leave him. Of course. So David would play the harp when the evil spirit of God would torture Saul. And, and it, it would, would scare off the evil spirit. I mean, I know yeah. I'd be scared off by heart play. I mean, if you had heart some... heart is really pretty. Yeah, well, not to the evil spirit of God. Oh. The evil spirit of God's torturing Saul, and then he hears that harp, and he's like, Oh, God, I can't stand this beautiful fucking music. Oh, <laughs> play some metal. God damn it. <laughs> so we're going to switch gears a little bit. Uh, this move on from where we were here all right so now david is an armor bearer for saul oh that's where he becomes the fuck boy you knew (laughs) you knew just the way that saul talked about him or that other person talked about him to saul Uh you knew saul was looking for a new fuck toy (laughs) anyway so the philistines gathered so this is starting samuel chapter 17 Mm -hmm. okay now the philistines gathered their forces for war and assembled at soko in judah they pitched a camp at Ephes Damon, Damim, Damim, between Soka and Ezekah. Saul and the Israelites assembled the camp at the Valley of Elah and drew up their battle line to meet the Philistines. The Philistines occupied one hill and the Israelites another with a valley between them. Hey, you know what Saul did to set up the camp? What? He pitched a tent. Pitched a tent. <laughs> A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. Ah, Philistine Chad! Yes. He was over nine feet tall, which um, actually in Hebrew, it didn't it didn't say nine feet in the manuscripts. It said six cubits in a span, which is about three meters or nine feet. Okay. Okay. Um, he had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels, which is 125 pounds. So his armor weighed 125 pounds. God damn, son. On his legs, he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels, which is 15 pounds. Just the iron point weighed 15 pounds of his spear. You know, I get that they're trying to just make this guy out to be, like, some kind of, like, massive force or something like that. But, like, I just don't know how feasible it is, like, even for a nine-foot-tall person to, like, wield... All of this. All of that shit. You know who I feel bad for? His armor bearers. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Because they're normal sized. Yeah. Right? But hey, you know what they don't have to worry about? What? His dick size, because he was definitely roiding it up. <laughs> So his, it says his shield bearer went ahead of him. I don't know why that matters. Oh, yeah. He had to go ahead of him. He had to roll that fucking shield out. So Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel. Why do you come out and line up for this battle? I am, am I not a Philistine? And are you not the servants of Saul? Choose a man and have him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the ranks of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all of the Israelites were dismayed and terrified. Now David was the son of of an uh, Ephratite named Jesse, who was from Bethlehem in Judah. Jesse had eight sons, and in Saul's time, he was old and well advanced in years. Jesse's three eldest sons had followed Saul to the war. His firstborn, okay, it goes through the names. We don't care. David was the youngest. (laughs) (laughs) David was the youngest. The three eldest followed Saul, but David went back and forth from Saul to tend his father's sheep at Bethlehem. So he served Saul and and helped his dad with with the sheep herds. And God looked upon David and was like, good boy. <laughs> For 40 days, the Philistine came forward every morning and evening and took his stand. Now they're talking about Goliath and, you know, talked shit in the valley. So basically, Goliath came out, showed his big dick off for a little while. Well, he thought it was big. And then he just, he would go back and he would just taunt him. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Thanks, Chad. <laughs> Now Jesse said to his son David, take this ephah of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to their camp. Take along these ten cheeses to the commander of their unit. See how your brothers are and bring back some assurance from them. He, he just wanted to know his sons were fine. They are with Saul and all the men of Israel in the valley of Elah fighting against the Philistines. So early in the morning, David left the flock with a shepherd loaded up and set out. As Jesse had directed, he reached the camp as the army was going out to battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other. David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and greeted his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance, and David heard it. When the Israelites saw the man, they ran from him in great fear. Now the Israelites had been saying, I think it's funny, the picture that they paint is like, all the Israelites line up in this giant fucking line for battle with their swords and spears and shields and armor and all this shit. And they're like, yeah, let's go fuck up some Philistines. And then every single morning and night, Goliath steps forward and they just run screaming like bitches. <laughs> like, this is what I Oh, no, it's Chad. Like, why bother lining up? You well, know okay, they're going to send him into the valley and he's going to do his chest pounding thing. And then you're just going to run the other direction. Well, so yeah, why okay, bother? Okay, listen, this is what happens when your army is primarily composed of incels. They're scared of Chad. They won't fuck with Chad. They'll just shit talk Chad from the sidelines. Yeah, I guess so. So. The Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. (laughs) David was like, oh, man, really pussy? Oh, I gotta get some (laughs) of that. 
Yeah, so there were actually a lot of rewards for killing Goliath. And Saul wanted Goliath gone because he scared everybody, right? They wouldn't fight him. He, they, he scared the shit out of them. So David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? <laughs> How dare he not have his dick cut? Right? It's so bizarre. <laughs> Their obsession with circumcision is so strange. Yeah. So they repeated to him what they had just said. I don't know why. They explained what would happen. Then he asked what would happen. And so they had to fucking explain it again. I don't know if he was slow or what. But they repeated to him what they'd been saying and told him, this is what will be done for the man who kills him. When uh, when Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down here only to watch the battle. Now what have I done, said David? Can't I even speak? He then turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. The men answered him as before. What David, sa- what David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, Let no one lose heart on account of this. The Philistine, the, of this Philistine, your servant will go and fight him. Saul replied, You are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. You are only a boy, and he has been fighting man from his youth. But David said to Saul, Your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Okay. So he's a badass. He killed both a bear and a lion. Right. Like at the same time or just like that's no. just his collective kills. Kill collective kills. Okay. Which I think is interesting because I, I did look this up because I was interested. Um, in uh, the only place in which a bear and a lion can coexist was a few hundred. Well, the latest time was a, the most recent was a few hundred or a few hundred years ago in India. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, um, they co the they coexisted in Asia, but this was ten thousand BCE. Right. Okay. So. We're, uh, we're, so basically, we're not sure exactly where in the fucking Narnia <laughs> David was when he killed these two things, but. Um, the Middle East, uh, was most likely not like, like this story is most likely not true about killing both of them in the same area. I think it was just, it's like, um, what do they say? Like hyperbole. Yeah. Like probably. he's just, he's just saying, I'm a mighty warrior. I killed a lion and a bear. Oh, yeah, motherfuckers. I, just, I killed a lion and a bear. What have you killed today? <laughs> <laughs> well, because mainly De- Saul was, I guess, just basically kind of denigrating him by saying you can't kill him like what well, you're not a you're not even a soldier you're an armor bear like you can't fight him right so he was like fuck you i killed a lion and a bear i can do this saul said to david go and the lord will be with you then saul dressed david in his own tunic he put a coat of armor on him and a bronze helmet on his head david fastened on his sword over the tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them 
I cannot go in these, he said to Saul, because I am not used to them. So he took them off. He took his staff in his hand, chose five smooth stones from the stream, and put them in a pouch in a shepherd's bag, and with his sling in hand, approached the Philistine. <laughs> so he had no armor. Yeah. No weapons save the sling and the stones. Right. Okay. And his staff. Meanwhile, the Philistine, with his shield bearer in front of him, kept coming closer to David. He looked David over and saw that he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and despised him. He said to David, Am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. Come here, he said, and I'll give you, I'll give your flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, You come against me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will hand you over to me, and I'll strike you down and cut off your head. Today I will give... I will give the carcass of the Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beasts of the earth. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. All the, well, I'm, I'm laughing because it's basically like Chad standing there like, ah, you puny man, I shall kill you and feed you to the wildlife. Yeah. And then uh, David's like, no, I'm going to kill you and feed you to the wildlife. <laughs> yes, that's exactly yeah. what's happening right now. It, but but the thing that caught me off guard was that David was like, I'm going to beat you and then cut off your head. Yeah. Like, that was never taught to me, like, ever. Like, when I, like, before. Mm -hmm. Like, it was always just like, oh, David, he's got a slingshot. And then, uh, Goliath takes a hit to the skull and he dies. Yeah. Like, that's how it's always portrayed, at least to me. Like, I don't know, maybe you guys have heard about the whole uh, David cutting off the head of Goliath. I don't remember that as a kid. Yeah. Well, so, we're gonna, we're about there. Okay. Okay, you ready? All those gathered here will know that this is not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give all of you into our hands. As the Philistine moved closer to attack him, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag and taking out a stone, he slung it and struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell down to the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, without a sword in his hand, and struck down the Philistine and killed him. But we're not, wait, you ready? So David ran and stood over him. He took a hold of the Philistine's sword and drew it from the scabbard. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. Okay, so he did kill him with the rock. Well, it's it says that, but he could have also killed him with the sword. It just says after he killed him. He took the sword and after he killed him. Mm -hmm. So we don't know if the stone killed him or if he stabbed him with the sword and killed him. Or if when he cut off his head, he killed him, except he, it says after he cut off. After he killed him, he cut off his head with the sword. Oh, okay. But there's really no way for us to know. Right. If the guy was dead. I mean, you get a head injury. Sometimes that'll kill you, but sometimes it doesn't. Right. Uh, but still, David cut off the fucker's head. He did. I wonder what he's going to do with the head now. Is he going to skull fuck it? He's going to skull fuck it, isn't he? I don't think so. I, I can imagine David being on the field. Like, if this actually happened, David would have skull fucked the, the head. He would have been like, oh, Philistines, how, how do you like your Goliath now? He's sucking my dick, motherfucker. Ridiculous. 
<laughs> when the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they turned and ran. Then the men of Israel and Judah surged forward with a shout and pursued the Philistines to the entrance of Gath and to the gates of Ekron. Their dead were strewn along the Sharaim road to Gath and Ekron. When the Israelites returned from chasing the Philistines, they plundered their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem, and he put the Philistines' weapons in his own tent. As Saul watched David going out to meet the Philistines, he said to Abner, commander of the army, Abner, whose son is that young man? Abner replied, as surely as you live, O king, I don't know. The king said, find out whose son this young man is. Which I think is really interesting because here's the thing. He, Saul wrote to David's father asking right. him to keep him. Right. So he knew. I didn't notice that when I uh, was looking at this before. Well, maybe he just has a whole harem of fuck toys. No, I mean, he asked. Saul sent word to Jesse. So here in Samuel 16, um, he said he, he sent messengers to Jesse and said, send me your son, David. Well, so then David came to him and he liked him. So he sent word to Jesse even after that asking David to remain in his service. And then here in chapter 17, he's saying, whose, whose son is this? When yeah. he already knows. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just forgot where he got David from. I don't think so. I don't know. I just think it's an inconsistency. It is. It's probably, th these things are probably from different manuscripts. Uh, possibly, yeah. Yeah. So there's just going to be minor variations and it didn't get really, you know, cleaned up. Flushed out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as soon as David returned from killing the Philistine, Abner took him and brought him before Saul, with David still holding the Philistine's head. Whose son are you, young man? Saul asked him. Which is fucking weird because... Yeah. David said, I am the son of your servant, Jesse of Bethlehem. Okay. That's it? That's it for today. Okay. Um, this is a really... So the Sam... The, it's not the Samuel, sorry. The uh, David story is a pretty long story. Yeah. David is a really important figure. He's the one who unites all the tribes of Israel and they become the Jews. And so... It's 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 a really long story. It's a I mean it's an interesting story. But next time we're going to talk about how Saul's son Jonathan becomes friends with David and how David's influence among the people uh becomes more and more he has more and more influence among the people of Israel. Um we're going to talk about how Saul becomes jealous of that and do you remember, like, in this thing, it says that the king will give in marriage, or give his daughter in marriage to whoever kills Goliath? Right. Well, so then that happens. Um, and then we're going to have, it's going to go back and forth. Like, Saul likes him, and, and then Saul doesn't, and he hardens his attitude. Then Jonathan intercedes, and there's more jealousy, blah, blah, blah. There's going to be all kinds of shit that goes on back and forth between Saul and David. Mm -hmm. Um, and then David, there's this big, long fucking David prayer. So we're going to have that and some other shit. Okay. Sounds fun. Yeah. So next time we're going to go over, if you wanted to like pre-read 
First uh, Samuel eighteen through twenty one. Okay. Well, we're it through the very start of twenty one. So really eighteen through eighteen through twenty. Mm-hmm. Okay, interesting. So I can't wait to find out all that kind of lovely goodness in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, if you guys will, um, I know I haven't mentioned this in like 30 minutes, so go to joinskepticmafia.com if you want to become a Skeptic Mafia member so you can get that extra podcast on these uh, uh, Bible study days. Uh, We have uh, Casey's Today I Learned that's going to be posted later on today, and I hope that you'll like it. I know that I did when I edited it. And Which one is this one? Is this the torture one? Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. This one was this was interesting. I know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned for that, and I guess we'll see you heathens later. Don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.